Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. As always, I'm your host, Paul, and joining me tonight is Josh. Evening, all. And Tony. Avengers, assemble! <laughs> oh, he's back. Oh, the puns are back. Um, so, yep, we're, we're back for another review of She-Hulk Season 1, we're assuming, uh, Episode 5. Now, this is a bit of a mouthful to say, so I hope I'm going to get it right. <laughs> mean green and straight poured into these jeans. Because <laughs> I wrote it in the wrong order, and then I looked at it and went, I'm sure that wasn't the right order, so I've had to re- reorder it <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> they do like their own uh, titles in this one, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, so let's jump in. Um, the first thing I want to say, that ad at the beginning of the episode is perfect. It's exactly what I expect from American TV. Mm. It, yeah. it feels like one of those infomercials. <laughs> like that she's selling her stuff on QVC. Yeah, and I did like the way that they, again, they bled the um, the title into it as well. Yeah, yeah, and again, we get a, a change in title card yeah. as well. Um, so She-Hulk by Titania. Um, on this one, that's the second time we've had a change of name uh, to yeah. the series. Um, we then get that massive, great big billboard. Uh, that's on Sunset. Somewhere I will be in four weeks' time. Hey. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I will hopefully be driving straight past where that billboard is meant to be. Um, <laughs> though it's strange, because I don't actually think there is a billboard that side. I think it's the other side of the hotel. Um, yeah. so they've, they've switched it round there. There isn't actually one there as far as I, I can remember. It has been a decade since I was last there, so it might <laughs> be, but, uh, I'll be able to report back in, in just a few weeks. Um, we also get a great callback to the, the previous episode, um, with Chet coming back. Um, I like that. I thought that was quite clever. This is a, a very much an episode of kind of callbacks from the earlier episodes and we'll mm. we'll get into that a little bit more later on um but i do have to say um titania is incredibly hot uh, <laughs> we talked about it right at the start i've got to say it because it's not really something that we normally can say about marvel films um because they don't normally turn out to be social media gurus um don't have to sell themselves like that um, mm. So it's a, it's an interesting juxtaposition to to the regular Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, so we get some great comedy moments. I'm going to say it now. This is a, a major step up on the last couple of episodes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, while I really enjoyed the the magician stuff, um, a couple of, well the previous episode, we we didn't think it was particularly great overall, other than Josh. Um, yeah. I don't mind being on my own. I have my opinions <laughs> over there on your own in the corner. Yeah, with the, um, with the, the, the cap on with the capital D on. Yeah, yeah, very much so. But yeah, we get some great comedy moments in this. Starting with the the crush stapler, I thought it was a really really funny yeah. moment um, because you do do that, don't you? Yourself, anybody does it. They're holding something. If they get annoyed, they start to squeeze it, like you yeah. have. The stress balls. Yeah, I got but in her case. <laughs> yeah, with her case, she's um because of how strong she is, she just crushes it in one yeah. go. Um, and I have to say, I guess again, Josh Agaro 
is possibly my favourite character in this show. He's yes. amazing. Because every time he pops up, it's just comedy genius, which obviously, I, for anybody that's superhero fans, doesn't really expect that from him. No, because we've seen him play the yeah Asian chase completely the yeah. other end of the spectrum. Yep, um, and then we get another callback um, that he's after the Iron Man threes. Um, <laughs> so that's possibly why I like him as well, because obviously he's a big, big sneakerhead. Um, I'm in in that game as well, um, kind of not not like that. That I have to not, have not, every pair of trainers, but pairs, though, <laughs> no, no. But that's a whole big thing in that that area that you buy one to wear and then you put yeah. another pair in the cupboard and five years later on, they could be worth 10 times as much. Um, For more so information, very much... please go and watch Jeff at uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How, I, I can highly how, recommend that. How, how did we end up with a society where clothes can become collectible? <laughs> I can't talk because I'm sitting there staring at my rack of basketball jerseys. I thought um, you were about to say you're staring at a rack then. I, I just I <laughs> had a whole different picture of my head. Yep, I, uh, I've got a rack of about 30 basketball jerseys uh, sitting in front of me that are probably worth two or three thousand um, pounds. So we that, that <laughs> I understand because that's sport and that's like famous professional people, whereas things just like a pair of shoes that, that I don't understand. Yeah, because well, yeah, you can't you can't you can't really put a a pair of shoes up on the wall in quite the same way as a jersey in a, in a frame. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, I mean, I could have a framed Stephen Gerrard jersey or a, a framed Mohamed Salah jersey. And yeah. Paul could have Michael Jordan or Kobe or, you know, whoever. Where, like, you can't put a pair of Nikes up on a wall unless they're obviously worn by Michael J. Fox. Do you know what I mean? People do. <laughs> don't, don't be surprised. Um, <laughs> Not very aesthetically pleasing, are they, to look at? No. Um, And I have to say, I think this show's really doing a good job of kind of selling the secondary storyline. I think last week we discussed that there was too many storylines. But when when they've got this great secondary story, like Nicky and Pug, I think it really works really well. Yeah, Yeah, because it has done... Proper old school A and B story episode, wasn't it? Primarily, yeah. it wasn't a lot. Yeah. Super... And the, the the two actors that are selling that second storyline are really strong. Yeah. Um, which I think works really well. Stepping back again to what we said last week, the the use of the fourth wall breaking again this week is far better because it's how subtle it is. She says yeah. a couple of words and she's done. Yeah. And there's the odd look of camera. Yeah, yeah, and it works. She does it three times in this episode, and I'd much rather him do it more often than have a give a speech. Yeah, mm. of breaking the fourth wall. I think it works far better. Um, yeah, yeah. and then it's that thing we do ourselves. You, you look at your friend and eye roll about stuff, and it's it, yeah. that's what you want. You want to see him do that to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then we get to the the bit Tony quoted at the start. Uh, the Avengers, the Avengers. <laughs> I did that. Um, and Jeez. to be fair, it's probably stuff you would find on a street corner with people having printed them and got them wrong. But I love that whole sequence because it starts off, ooh, this isn't going very well. This is bordering on a bit racist here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 it has three sections, doesn't it? 
Because yeah. he's like, no, he's not going to acknowledge it at all. Yeah. Then they kind you, of sell it, and then you get the, the reveal of the bootleg clothes, and you're like, you, you, oh, his mate screwed this up. You think, oh, Pug's going to get end up with a lawsuit here now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it goes completely wrong. And then yeah. when they actually say, oh, it's, it's for an Avenger, and he goes, yeah. right, off you go then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> go, to, go to this place, <laughs> and 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 I have to say, um, I love the fact that they're selling it on what we now know is a non-existent team because the Avengers don't exist anymore. Yes, but no one seems to know this yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind kind of funny. Um, and then we'll we'll step back to that because there's a little bit more that we we need to talk about. But then finally, we get the, a full appearance of probably one of the most well-known cast members in this show, um, and we get the the reveal of the the new lawyer in in town. And I think this storyline, as part of the main storyline, works really well. That they kind of become more friendly by the end of the episode when yeah. they realise how much alike they are. Mm. Um. I, do, I really like that storyline as well. I, I'm kind of glad we've still got quite a few episodes left yeah. to build these relationships up a bit more. And, um, and also that it was Jen herself really who came up with her with her, her defence and, and, her, and her win. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we get a scene that I'm guessing must have been a reshoot because um, she calls her Shrek. Yeah. Which must have been a reshoot. That can't have been in the original script, I'm sure. Oh, I don't know, but maybe they were just sort of foreshadowing. <laughs> and, and look, I, I can't keep every week saying the CGI is bad. I think we've got to accept it now that it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and it seems to be getting worse as the season goes on, whether they've run out of room, uh, time. Well, I, watch, I don't know. I watch it, though, and, and I see... Some scenes it looks all right, and then others I think, oh, it's a bit wrong. I, th- I think the scenes where she sat down are better. It's, yeah. It's the walking stuff never looks quite right. But also, as we've mentioned before, the eyes are always a little bit of a problem with CGI characters anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they lack expression. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the thing is, I think like we're kind of getting used to it now. I know we say it week in, week out. There's always that one scene that you always go, oh, yeah, it really is bad there. But I think that we're getting that used to it. Yeah. That I don't think we're noticing it as often. So what my, well, my hope is that give if this gets a second season, they chuck just a little bit more money at it just to improve that CGI a little bit. And then yeah. if we come to review a second series of this, we'll basically be going, do you know what? 10 out of 10 for the CGI this time. Yeah. But also- I think it'll be because it was that crap this time round. And it will be better. It'd be interesting what it's like in a, a rumored movie appearance in the future as well. Yeah, you've got to expect that. Obviously, the, the whole Hulk mechanics was already built. Yeah. Um, when you have to give it a totally different look, yeah, it's going to take. Look, look back to the first Avengers film with with Ruffalo. It wasn't great mm. when you look back at it now. No. Compared mm. to to what it has been in the last what three or four films I think from kind yeah. of maybe even Ragnarok on it, it was a massive improvement yes um, from the previous appearances of, of the in the Avengers films 
Um, so hopefully with more appearances, this will improve and I'm sure it will. Um, I have to say, again, it's something we, we've talked about over these five episodes. When we've got more courtroom drama, I think this series works better yeah. just as a whole. Yeah, and I think it's, it, was, it was my favorite episode for that for that reason that, that we finally got to see a little bit of decent. I've always been a sucker for a courtroom drama, and uh, yeah, yeah, John, with, John with you on that one, lad. and it, it kind of ties the episodes together, doesn't it? Where you have them yeah. interspersed, it kind of stitches the sections of the rest of the story together, mm. um, and I think it works really well. Um, yeah. I wanted to bring up. Um, my note says, for those wondering, yes, Luke did make an appearance in the comics. Just one. Just one appearance. Um, so <laughs> he's very much a one-and-done character from the comic books. Um, he was uh, the, the costume designer. Yeah. The tailor. Uh, yeah. He's in quite an obscure old title, isn't he, I think? Yeah. And apparently he was meant to have a longer story. He was meant to be part of an HIV story. Um, oh. uh, and Marvel decided to cancel the comic before they got to it. Oh, right. Um, so, yeah, he was in one issue, and, and that was it. Has anyone seen any of that actor's other work? No. No. I've, I've seen the flight attendant through Now TV, and he is really good in that. He's only, like, yeah. a secondary, possibly even tertiary character, but he is really good in it. Yeah. Oh, that's good, um, and I'm I'm just wondering who else's costumes he's got hanging around that room. Because uh, there's a few dotted around, isn't there? Yeah. Well, well, we think that the rumor is that that character we see leaving the place is Frogman at the end. Possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, because he is coming up. Yeah. Um, so. And it's which suggests to me that, that he, he doesn't care who his clients are, that he makes him for heroes or villains or anybody in between. Yeah. Or it's just anybody that's. Yep, and anybody that's got a, a reputation by the sound of it, yeah, um, yeah. he's willing to take on. Um, and I'm going to admit it here, I have got a, a bit of a thing for the Reynolds sisters, all three of them. Um, <laughs> so seeing Rennie in this, uh, this show is, is pleasing on the eye for me. Um, the The Hamilton girls. Ah, right. Um, so, yeah. And, and something that I saw apart, um, and we said we hoped it would pay off. Uh, the dating stuff does pay off, yes. finally. Um, yeah. Still, still not particularly fond of it. Full stop. But it pays into this story, um, yeah. and hopefully that's it done with. We won't have to deal with that anymore. Although I'd um, say it's it's done apart from Daredevil. Yeah. Although I think, apart from the one character that we meet in the, in the office in the law offices, he's got a bigger story. In fact, I've seen some video suggestion that he's the guy in the balaclava, trying to take her blood, possibly. And he does sound very similar if you go back and watch the clip again. Yeah, wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a massive surprise. I've seen that guy in other things as well. Mm. Um, I couldn't yeah, tell you what, but I've definitely I, seen him in stuff. I think. Especially with the New Zealand, I think that he's he uh, he's working for the leader. Yeah, that's my. I've I've seen some sort of one or two videos posing that that um, Titania is going to be the main villain, but I, I don't see it. She, she's just not. No, no, no way. She's just a. I, super I think. She, yeah, and I think she's had too much screen time now. Yeah, 
for it to be, it's not going to be a reveal, is it? Because we already no. know she's she's around. And and talking of reveals, the big one that we've all been waiting for, <laughs> that little horny devil, oi, oi. makes yeah. his return. See, um, now, if, right, as I said to you guys in our little chat, you imagine if they'd have not revealed that Daredevil was coming back in any way, shape or form, and that little scene just pops up at the end of that episode, the yes. internet would be in fucking shambles right now. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the issue these days, isn't it? Everything yeah. gets out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they have to sort of manufacture an interest. But it, sometimes it blows up in your face, like all the, all the moaning about Daredevil that's been out there would never have happened if we didn't know he was coming. No. Until he appeared. And the thing is, I don't think you needed to sell this series. Uh, when you've got Bruce as what they've been casting as a main character in all their promo material. Yeah. yeah. You'd think that would be enough to get people to watch mm. and not reveal the secrets. Like, I know it leaked that he was in Spider-Man, but it was never confirmed. So you still went right. into the cinema and went, oh God, he is actually in it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this, you're just expecting him to make an appearance every week. Yeah, and then, of course, that's fed into uh, into the knuckle draggers moaning about how he's going to be treated and what he's going to yeah. be doing. Yeah. Well, she's not going to be smacking him in the face with a custard pie. Let's be serious about that for a second. Well, I hope not. Exactly. <laughs> I, as, as we talked about, I don't think this is as comedic as they made it out to be. Mm. No, I'd probably say Miss Marvel's a little bit more comedic than this. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Actually, do you know yeah, what? There's, there's jokes, but yeah. And a very different comedy. There's a lot of sight gags in the in the Ms. Marvel comedy, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I I definitely still out outside of a few comedic moments and the fourth wall stuff. I don't think it's been overly funny. And as we've said, we we've enjoyed the courtroom stuff. Mm. More than anything, yeah, there's some some funny sight gags with like abomination and things like that with him changing to, to prove a point. Yeah. But outside of that, I, I wouldn't call it a comedy. I'd still call it a, a drama, even more than wouldn't even call it a dramedy. It's hmm. it's still for me, it's more serious than it is comedic. Yeah. Is is that is that an indictment on the comedy that's been in there that you that it's not as funny as it should be? Then do you think? Or? No, I I found the the stuff that isn't there funny. I just I don't think there's as much as what I was expecting from mm. what I was reading in reviews and and even the press from Marvel made mm. it out that it was going to be something different to what they'd already done. And for the most part, I don't think it is. I still, it still feels like a typical Marvel film or show. Mm. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not overly worried. I think it's going to be more like hearted moments with Matt yeah. than anything. A lot of everybody are sort of um, projecting and, and going on about the, the, the Born Again show and stuff like that, and what he's going to be like. Yeah, and it's never going to be like the Netflix shows once no. you move across. As proven by Kingpin. Yeah. yeah. 
it's but it doesn't need to be. It's going to be on a par, I suspect, in terms of the action and stuff and, and the feel of it with Hawkeye, I suspect. Hmm. Sort of you know, I just feel like they might, to try and capture the people who watch the Netflix show, I think the action will be more on the level of Moon Knight in, like, it's... Yeah. I, I wouldn't say violent, but it'll probably be very near the knuckle, so to speak. Well, I, to me, it says a lot about a lot of the, the, the more... Marvel fans out there and the audience out there. If if the be all and the end all is Matt Murdock smashing six color six bells out of people, then that says a lot about them as people. Yeah. And even then, I don't think they need to cut down on the actual fight scenes. I think it's the aftermath, like the yeah. blood and everything that they yeah. all just scrap, which is what we've come to expect. We've had violent moments in in the films. Look at well, some just, of the, the fight scenes that Caps had. Well, well, look at that. Look at the the the, the big scene with um with American eight U.S. agents. Yeah, uh, he decapitated someone for fuck's sake. Yeah, he smashed his face in with a shield. Well, do you know yeah. what? I'd go one further than that. See it. The, the primary child character of the entire MCU nearly beat ten bells of shite out of Willem Dafoe in his last film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's you can't say that there isn't violence in these films. For me, I look back to that fight scene in the lift with Cap yeah. and mm. Hydra because yeah. he absolutely smacks the crap out of them in there. Yeah, that would have fitted into a Netflix one of the Netflix shows. That scene just yeah. didn't need all the blood. You don't, you didn't need to see broken limbs and gouged out eyes or whatever. Do you? you all the time it's just no exactly i've got i've got absolutely no worries with it being charlie in the role yeah he's not gonna let him go against otherwise he wouldn't have come back then the thing he said recently is that he hopes that because it's 18 episodes not only will we get the same sort of level of action that we used to from netflix side of it we'll get the more courtroom procedural stuff which is what people were asking for by the time it ended yeah. yeah. Well, this is it. We so. don't need to see necessarily every time the door, the king, kingpin, actually wield the door in somebody's face. We no sound is enough sometimes. Yeah, and that that shock's gone now. Yeah, we yeah. don't need that again. Yeah, I think we were more shocked by the fact that he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> than anything when he came back. As long, I, as long as Daredevil's not wearing one of them, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think also they're getting all twitchy because of, of um, Charlie's comments just this last week or two with me at D23 about um, yeah, about this sort of being a season one, which is like, we kind of make sense in some way. The, yeah, sort of skip over. It, it'll be a season one in terms of of a newer sort of of a newer approach to the character. Yeah, um, exactly. It'll be and a I very still think soft reboot. Yeah, it'll still pick parts from the original series, I'm sure, yeah. as part of his background. The, the only question I'd have, and I think it was a mistake of Netflix in the first place, was Benny Orick. Yeah. Should I'll never have been killed off, off as, as soon as he was in the Netflix yeah. show. And he's, he's a massive part of some of Marvel's storylines, which yeah. I just, I know, unless it was Marvel that dictated that they kill him off. Mm. Because otherwise people were going to go, oh, when's Ben going to be in Spider-Man film? Yeah. 
because mm. that's what it it felt like a lot of the time with with I, those shows think, is that they'd introduce a character and then they'd be gone because Marvel were I like, well, we'll get more of a feel for where he's going from his Echo appearance. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sure. It, it, by the sound of it, I think he's going to be a major supporting cast member, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, with that rather than just a one and done appearance. Um, yeah. It does sound like we're we're going to see a little bit more of him in in that. I'm fine with him appearing with him appearing. Shulk, and it, it'll, it'll we're reintroducing him to people and 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 here's this guy in in a slightly lighter version to show yeah. that, that Matt has a lighter side, and it's not going to be like this in his other shows. Let's be honest. No, no, definitely, and it, I think that's that, that's being shown by the the costume he's wearing. That it's a little bit lighter. Yeah, yeah. Speaking um, of which, do you think that this is the only time we'll see his yellow costume? I think so. Mm, see, I don't. Only because I think he might get the yellow costume in all of his appearances before he gets his own show. Yeah, I think so. As well. The rumor is that he will go back to red for Echo. Oh, uh, see now, and I... then when the series starts, he will be wearing black. Yeah, see now that's oh. I I heard a partial, a partially similar rumor to that in that he wears the yellow and red for uh, She-Hulk, the yellow and red for Echo, and then at the end of Echo he gets the black and red, which he then wears in his the first series of his show, and as the time goes on in that show, he gets the full on red. Hmm. We shall see. We shall because you never know. It might. His episode might end with him going back saying he needs a repaint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you wonder whether they'll make this, this costume designer a recur, semi-recurring character of sorts. Oh, I hope so, because from what I saw in the flight attendants, he's a very good actor, and he's very funny, yeah. actually, when he wants to be. And, and, and he was just... There was so many sh- shades of um, uh, the character from The Incredibles. I forget her name for now. It's Edna Mode. Ed, oh, Edna, Ed, yeah. No capes. No capes. No yes, I know, darling. I know, I know. <laughs> right, so I think that that covers that episode and a bit more probably than we were expecting to talk about. <laughs> um, always good to go on a tangent, on a Daredevil tangent at that. Yeah. Um, so, yep, we will be back next week with episode six, which I'm sure will be Charlie Cox's Daredevil appearance. Um, yeah. I can't see that they're going to leave it hanging um, for another another episode, I think, as we we steam towards the, the end of the season. Um, yeah. These are going to, these appearances are going to shoot past um, quite quickly to be able to get to the, the finale. Um, so yeah hopefully that that is the case and it is Daredevil's return next week so thank you boys for joining me as always no worries remember listeners if you want to follow us on social media you can find us at BPB Podcast Productions um, on Instagram Facebook Twitter Um, send us any comments you want to and remember to leave us a review on your podcast app of choice that helps us greatly as always and yeah we will be back next week with our review of episode 6